This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Say good morning. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Saki. Uh, my name is Ruan Moka. For those of you who haven't seen me before, um, I'm not a pastor by profession, but by the Lord's grace, I bring a message every now and again when the pastors are on holiday. You know, it's such a blessing to um, to come to Wolfish Bay. You guys don't know what you have here. You know, you know, it's like children, you know, um, if you see them day to day, you don't, you see how they grow and so, to, but to a certain extent, you're quite blind towards it, you know, but if somebody comes, you know, that hasn't seen them in a while and it's like, yo, they got so big, you know, they're talking this and that and, you know, it's the same with Wolfish Bay congregation, you know, it's such a blessing to be here, you know, we love coming here. I think it's the best place you can be on a Sunday morning in Wolfish Bay, um, so yeah, I just want to honor you guys for that. So um, to, we're busy with the identity series. Um, I did I did bring stuff. I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so yeah, to, my topic is what is my purpose? And we're working through the book of uh, Ephesus or the letter written to uh, the Ephesians in Ephesus. Um, and I would like you to just open your your Bible or your app um, to Ephesians chapter 2. So this is going to be the longest what we're going to read out of the Bible. We'll have short snippets here and there, but keep your Bible open in Ephesians. As for you, you who were dead in transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of the world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of the flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of the great love of, for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Jesus Christ. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that any man can boast." For we are God's handiwork, created in Jesus Christ to do good works which God prepared in advance for us. 
That is such a spectacular paragraph, that, isn't it? Yo, I'm happy you guys gave me a topic. Otherwise, we would have gone off topic quite a bit. It's a... Uh, let me start off by just mentioning something with regards to purpose that I was very blessed to experience through my family-in-law. You know, I, I, I grew up in a very practical, practical home. You know, my father is a diesel mechanic, and uh, we didn't have a lot of literature and things like that. Um, my, f my wife actually laughed at me the night before last night because I was reading up on mathematical theorems just because it's interesting. And anyway, so that's probably the reason I can't sleep too well. Anyway, so um, my parents, my father-in-law is very practical as well, um, not taking anything away from him. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I think it was a birthday. I think it was somewhere on the birthday. My mother-in-law got this piece of cloth. Uh, we were still dating. Um, and the first thing that struck me when she opened the packet was, what is that? Oh, okay, I know it was a piece of cloth, but what is its purpose? You know. And I thought to myself, you know, it can't be placemats because there's only one. You know, you can't give a person one place, Matt. That would be weird. Except for a bachelor, maybe. <laughs> and I thought to myself, you know, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but her reaction when she opened that packet was, she was completely overwhelmed. It was so beautiful, you know. It, um, she got teary-eyed, and, you know, she had a bit of a gasp, you know, like, <gasps> you know. And uh, I just thought to myself, what is it? What do you do with it? Anyway, so I, th I remember thinking to myself, maybe it's like a tea cozy, but it's not from wool, so it's not that either, you know. Just, anyway, so when she, when she, after a little while, she, she left it there on the table and she, she went off. And uh, I just looked at this piece of cloth. I came closer and I looked at this piece of cloth and I realized, but you know, it is beautiful. You know, the way it was stitched and the pattern and so. And I just realized, you know, I'm so used to looking through the eyes of what is it function that I never realized, but it can just be beautiful because it's beautiful. And so I'm very grateful for my family-in-law. And it just, it's just a whole new world out there if, you, if your perspective is just changed like that. Uh, but my wife will still say that I like function a lot more than form. But anyway, that's our cross to bear. Okay, so, <laughs> so we're busy with this series um, of your identity. And this series uh, 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 revolves around certain foundational questions. And it is very important to realize that these foundational questions are under attack you know, we, daily it's under attack uh, in, our, in our community. Uh, the first one is origins. You know, who am I? You know, and Donnie just spoke to us beautifully about that. Uh, technology is amazing. I just 
I just watched him on the video, now I know where the video camera is. Um, and then, secondly, the sense of membership. Where do I belong? You know, and, and Robert just gave an amazing mes message there as well. So the third part, which is not the last part, resolves around meaning. You know, what is the meaning of this? What is my purpose? So we all come to a, to a place where we, um, we get to these questions. Maybe you don't ask it out loud, but you, you come to a place and you just wonder, you know, who am I? And uh, I hope this series just clarifies that, um, that for us. So Robert just gave a bit of a brief, brief history regarding Ephesus. And I just want to latch on to that part a little bit. Robert talked about it being the financial and economical hub. And what is amazing there is this, the way it was situated is quite interesting. It was next to a river, the Caister River. But it also obviously had a harbor in the Aegean Sea. So it sounds a lot like Swako Bay or Walfish Munt, I think, doesn't it? I mean, we've got the harbor and we've got the sea. And we just so, uh, sang a song about there's going to be greater things as yet to come to the city. And I would just like to proclaim that over, over the city and over this congregation. Just because, you know, it's such a special place and we're so strategically placed by God in this area. So just for you guys, amen would have been nice, but don't worry about it. Okay. The other thing that uh, with Ephesus, not, which is probably not the same in Swako Bay, is that they were... They had this massive uh, statue of Artemis, or Diana, which is the goddess, which is the, the in brackets, uh, the daughter of Zeus, uh, I think sister of Apollo. And she was a huntress, depicted by a bow and arrow. So... Just for interest, like if you read in Revelations regarding the what is generally called the seven horsemen of the apocalypse, uh, the the enemy is portrayed as a guy on a horse with a bow and arrow. So the amazing thing is that Priscilla and Aquila were an amazing couple uh, under the leadership of Paul was sent to Ephesus. And they obviously came to bring the sword, you know, to, die, to go away from the bow and arrow and to just bring the sword, which is the seventh horse on the, in Revelation. Anyway, just for interest's sake. So, the book of Ephesians, is, its main function is to encourage. It's to encourage with a sense to all the richness of blessings that the Lord has bestowed upon us. And with that in mind, the life that we should live. 
to just portray those blessings that we have found. The riches, uh, richness of grace is used four times in, uh, in the book of Ephesians. Grace, uh, um, grace as on its own is used seven times. It is a, it's a valuable book. So, we have to come to the point, obviously. I haven't started my sermon yet. This is all a little bit of background. Uh, I tend to do that for some other reason. But anyway, so I'm just looking at my wife every now and again just to see. <laughs> exactly. By the way, Robert, I won't send you a count, eh? Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, what does the world say? The world says, be yourself. Find yourself. Which is weird, because you are there. Carve your own path. Create your own destiny. There's many self-help books regarding this, and we are talking a bit of tongue-in-cheek, but you know, it is, there's a lot of uh, people yearning for this, for this identity, this origin, this, this uh, belonging, this membership, and obviously the meaning thereof. And if you look at Philippians 2 verse, uh, verse 3, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. It's not about you. Don't find yourself. Don't carve your own path. Don't create your own destiny. It's self, selfish ambition. Which is a odd word to start off your series with, or your sermon with, but it is the truth, unfortunately, spoken in love. So what we know is that our purpose cannot come from a place of selfish, um, selfish ambition. It cannot come from a place that is birthed from yourself. Yet the world wants us to believe that you can find it somewhere. You can, you can obtain it through certain works. You can, you can receive it through a monetary value. Uh, you can find yourself worth. So the important thing, I think, when you ask a question is to know what you are asking. So when you ask, what is my purpose... It's very important to realize what does purpose mean. What does the word purpose mean? That's, that grammar sounds weird, is it? Did, was that sentence correct? Anyway, I'm Afrikaans for the videos. <laughs> the purpose of all things is dependent on the maker of that thing. I'm going to say that again. The purpose of an object is dependent on the one that made that object. Peter Allen, he had a woodcraft shop. Not, not the shop. He was a maker. He was a, what is that in English? Carpenter. He <laughs> is. He is. When he makes something, it is for a purpose. Sometimes things have secondary purposes, 
you know, when you go camping, you take a lot of stuff that hopefully has two. <laughs> you can use it for two things. That's the idea of camping. Unfortunately, when we go camp, it looks like my bucky is towing an invisible caravan because, you know, we're driving uphill the whole time. But most things have two, two functions. So the point that I'm trying to bring across is that if you were made by God, God determines your purpose. And you must remember that firstly, to be made, you have to know that it was on purpose. You were made on purpose. It wasn't a fluke. It wasn't a couple of elements in a warm, fuzzy pool that suddenly started connecting. You were made on purpose. God, the Almighty, made you on purpose. The second thing that is very, very important is to realize if you were made, you were made purposeful. You have a purpose. You are not only on purpose, but you were made for a purpose. The devil comes and he wants to steal your identity. And he says, you know what? Who are you? Why are you here? You don't belong. That's mine. So when asked to just say something about what is your purpose... Initially, one would think that it is a very difficult question to answer. It might shock you to realize that it is actually quite easy. And the answer is, here it comes, you can write it down. Your purpose is the same as a person sitting next to you's purpose. It's the truth. Seriously. We were created by God. I'll come, I'll, 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 I'll just take that a little bit apart later on. But your purpose is the same as the person sitting next to you's purpose. It's very important to realize that purpose is different from your calling. Your purpose is foundational. It is the, you cannot break it down more. I'm trying to remember the correct phrase, but it is an irreducible minimum. That's the word. Your calling is the expression of natural or spiritual giftings. 
Sometimes we get so overwhelmed by the, by the thought of what is my calling, what, what are my gifts, what I need to go do, that you forget about your purpose. We are so blinded by, by what we need to accomplish that we forget our purpose. You create a ministry, a healing ministry, identified by acts of healing, but you forget your purpose. And then you get what we call a divine assignment. So you've got purpose, calling, divine assignment. Abraham, Noah, Saul, David, Moses. Initially, I didn't put this into the text, but after just hearing what happened in intercession, I, I, the Lord just pressed on my heart to say something about this. You must understand that Moses is probably one of the biggest figures in the Old Testament. Moses, when you think of Moses, you think of Old Testament, you think of the law, you think of the Exodus, you think of the 40 years in the desert. Moses is kind of a big deal in the Old Testament. And Moses did many and wonderful things. But you know what? Sometimes we want to be Moses. We want to do great things for God, which is fine, which is good. But don't forget your purpose. Because just wanting to do great things takes away the worth of small things. You know, Moses, you say to me, listen here, everyone, this is all fine and dandy and I can understand that. But you know, I've never heard from the Lord. You know what? In intercession, just to give background, they said that certain things happen but God uses it to for his good that's not exactly what he said but that's what I took away from it you know Moses he was in the palace for 40 years 40 years and oftentimes you think to yourself, but you know, if things were going better with me, sorry, this is slightly off topic, but if things were going better with me, I would hear from the Lord. Moses didn't hear anything from the Lord for 40 years. Then he killed a man. And then he went to the desert. So don't worry. I know some people are older than 40, yeah? And you think to yourself, I'm past 40, but I've still not heard from the Lord. And I'm telling you, you know what? Moses was in the desert for 40 years. He was 80 years old before he saw the burning bush. 
80. 8, 0. He didn't have any calling for 80 years. But he had a purpose. If you're waiting for your calling, you are wasting your life. You are not doing what you have been created to do. Your creator decides what your purpose is. And this, we, this is where we can come away and step away from selfish ambitions because we know it's not of us. Because it's not from us. If you are earthen vessel, if you are empty, you cannot help but to hold liquid. If it comes, if, if you are pot and you say, you know what, I don't want to be a pot, I'm going to stand outside. You know what, when it rains, you will hold the water. You cannot walk away from your purpose. You know what the cups that were in the temple, in the tabernacle, those are cups. Their purpose is to hold liquid. But they were called to be the cup in the Holy of Holies. So your calling cannot violate your purpose. Ecclesiastes 12 verse 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. I don't know whom of you have read Ecclesiastes. It's pretty good. I recommend it. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. For this is the whole duty of man. This is your purpose. Fear God and keep his commandments. The word promise occurs six times in, Eph in Ephesians, in the book to the Ephesians. And it's very important to realize why the word promise is there. Because we know we need to fear the Lord. And we know we need to, have to keep His commandments. But my question then becomes, what is the commandment? Because we like saying we are not under the law. And that's the truth. But there is something that replaced it which we are under. The New Testament talks about the law of Jesus Christ. So technically we are under the law, not just the law that you were thinking of. So, but what, what does Ephesians say? What is our purpose? Let's do that, because this is, this is what I should do, actually. So let's start the sermon. Okay. Ephesians uh, 3. Verse 8 and 9. 
So I wanted to place this in a specific order, ordinal order. But, you know, I couldn't help myself but just put, to put it in as it comes out in the text. You know, there has to be an order somewhere. So I just chose this one. Okay, the first one is fellowship in the, in the mystery. To me, though, I'm the very least of all the saints. This grace was given... Uh, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to bring to light for every one what is the plan of the mystery hidden for ages. Your purpose is the same as the person sitting next to you. What was that mystery? The Greek word is harkos. You know how amazing these old, old languages are. One word means like several things. Part and partial of it is oath. What was the promise? from the beginning the promise was that the Gentiles are part of the body not only the Jews but the Gentiles hidden from Old Testament scholars hidden from Moses hidden from Daniel hidden from David hidden from them all even though there's many scriptures in the Old Testament referring to that. It was hidden. Your purpose is to bring the gospel to the world. You were made to do it. Moses couldn't talk well. And after talking a lot... Weirdly enough, God gave him Aaron to help. But his purpose stayed the same. Your purpose is to spread the good news. My question is, when last did you tell somebody about the good news? You know, living at the coast, there's a lot of maintenance that needs to be done. You know, and nobody sees it. Nobody knows you spend so much money so that nothing falls apart. But when it falls apart, everybody notices it. Eh? If you're not used, you will not be maintained. The second part is also in Ephesians 3. And this is, this is amazing to me. Verse 17. And I pray that you, 17 verse B, or part B. And I pray to you, being rooted and established in love, that you may have power. That you may have power. What? What is he praying for? That you must have power. Together with all the Lord's holy people, 
because your purpose is the same as the person sitting next to you it's for all the people to i pray that you have power power to what power to what to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of christ and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be full to the measure of all the fullness of god i pray that you may have power power to what to grasp christ's love your purpose your purpose is to grasp Christ's love do you know what that love is have you felt it I'm not saying have you read about it do you know about it have you experienced it the world comes and he takes it away the world comes and plays in a love that is shot through a cupid's bow a bow and arrow but our love comes on a sword that separates bone from marrow but it discerns the things of the heart pray pray that you receive the power to grasp Christ's love I'll also be silent after I read that. I just, oh, that's hectic. Ephesians 5, verse 18. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery. But be filled with the Spirit addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody to the lord with your heart giving thanks always and for everything to god the father in the name of our lord jesus christ submitting to one another out of reverence for christ if you read just earlier just in ephesians the first part of ephesians 5 you just realize how, how, how um, paul is just getting momentum and telling you you know how we are part of christ we are part of this body we are part we have unity and interestingly the first thing he says is sing together so robert you mustn't just play drums you must sing as well Amen. <laughs> Amen. but be filled with the spirit it comes before singing be filled with the spirit your purpose is to be filled with the spirit how do we know something's purpose Sometimes you identify its function. What it is known for. 
What are we supposed to be known for? We are supposed to be known by our fruit. Two things in the New Testament we should be known for. We should be known by the way we love one another. And we will be known by our fruit. And where does that fruit come from? From the Holy Spirit. Your purpose, your identity, the reason is to be filled with the Spirit. Are you? Has the world come and told you, you know, it's fine, you know, just let them go. Remember them for what they did. But you know, the world says a couple of different words there which I cannot use from standing behind this. It's not a pulpit, is it? It's a, there's no pit. <laughs> anyway. We will be known by our fruits. We will not be known by our calling. We will not be known by our gifts. We will not be known by our gifts. When those people came to the Lord and said, we drove out demons in your name, we healed in your name, the Lord says, I don't know you. Because they didn't have any fruit. The enemy will come and he will do signs and he will do wonders in the end times. But you know what? You will not have fruit. Good fruit. Your calling cannot violate your purpose. I'm not angry. Does it sound like I'm angry? Ephesians sing, uh, six, sing, 6 verse 12. No, sorry. Verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Your purpose is to participate in the battle. If you come to Christ, you are in the battle. You cannot say, this is not for me. I am not good in this. And yes, there are many places to be in a battle. You can carry a flag or you can be on a horse. You can, you can uh, be in the, uh, uh, the people in front. You know what I'm saying. But you are participating in the battle.
Verse 18, praying at all times in the spirit, praying spirit with all prayer and supplication to the end, keeping alert with all perseverance, perseverance making supplication for all the saints. All the saints. You participate in this battle for all the saints. Does your prayer life start with me? Does it have a lot of me in it? Because you must understand that the whole function, the whole purpose of every single body part is to nourish the body. And you say, yes, well, Ruan, you can't even put your elbow in your mouth. How is that nourishing? How can the elbow nourish, nourish you? Well, it is true. You can't put your elbow in your mouth. Oh, I haven't seen that. It would be a bit weird. Your elbow ex helps to extend your arm. Then it helps to bend it. You say, but I don't eat with my feet. I do wash them regularly though, but I don't eat with them. How do you get to the kitchen? The purpose of the body parts is to nourish the body. You have a purpose. You are on purpose. You were made on purpose. And you were made for a purpose. Nourish the body. You know what is amazing to me? And I've, I'm, I'm, I've said it to so many people. And people are going to get tired of it. But it's in God's word. So it brings life every time I say it. The only comparison... God saw fit to put in his word the relationship between Christ and the church is husband and wife. Christ is the head and the church is the body. And what I want to just say here as well is that do make the body beautiful. There are other people that are a different part of the body than you or me. Make them beautiful. Don't criticize the whole time because they do things differently. The function of praise and worship is to praise the Lord's name. The form might look different. Not everybody is blessed to have a sake that can, can play the guitar. Some people are suppressed so they have an underground church somewhere. They cannot praise and worship like we do some people have they have an organ that plays music the function stays the same the form is different the purpose is the same make the body beautiful i'm sorry when when we got married if you said something ugly about my bride you would have lost a couple of teeth 
The church is the bride of Christ. You are going to lose some teeth. <laughs> I'm feeling a bit like Tew. He always interrupts himself with other stories. Submission to one another. You know, it's such a sensitive topic, submission. You know? And, you know, if you, if you stand in a place where you say, submit to me, you know, it's difficult to find that that comes from an honest place or a place of love. You know, because they just say, you know. But, you know, just think of it. Christ and the church... Man and husband, I'm, uh, think to yourself, is the church greater than Christ? No? No? The answer is no. It was, if it wasn't for Christ, there would be no church. And the same word here in Ephesians 5 verse 21 says, Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. We submit to one another out of reverence for Christ is the same word for submission. Later on when we talk about husbands and wives. But you know, we willingly submit to Christ because what? He's love. Because our purpose is to experience, to receive the power, to understand His love. To grasp his love, Christ died for us. Christ gave everything up to us. He is a deity and he, the Lord divine, the most holy and only God. And he decided, I'm going to become obedient because the word there for uh, submission is hypotasso, which means obedient. He became obedient unto death. And that's why we willingly submit to Christ because Christ did Something that we did not deserve. And he not only didn't do something we deserved, but he did the complete opposite of what we actually deserved. Sure. Anyway. Saki came for support. I want to read this, this, this scripture we started off with. Ephesians 2, verse 2, starting from verse 2. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live, when you followed the ways of the world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air. You were there. And it was somebody's purpose to tell you, about the mystery that was there from the beginning that you are part of the body you were there all of us lived among them at one time gratifying the, uh, the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts 
Like the rest, we were by nature deserving wrath. But somehow, we received the power to not only hear that Christ died for me, but to, to a certain extent, just a small little bit, experience the love that comes with it. Because it was somebody's purpose to tell you about Christ's love. Because of His great love for us, God, God Almighty, the King of the universe, the King above all kings, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in, in our transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. And here's an amazing thing, and this is truly amazing. Why, why did Christ save us? Why did He bestow on us such a rich mercy? Why? Did He take us from being dead in our transgressions? Why did He make us alive? Why? In order that in the coming ages He might show the incomparable riches of His grace. Nobody will give you so much grace as Christ. I'm going to interrupt myself here in John 12 verse 27 says, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour and he says, no. No, because it was for this very reason I came to this hour. You are at this hour where you are now because God decided he is going to show you his immeasurable grace. You are where you are now. You are struggling. You are fighting. You are overwhelmed. You feel you have no purpose. But Christ said, you know what? I saved you because I am going to show you what my grace looks like. Expressed in His kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so anyone can boast. For we are God's handiwork he is the creator he decides what you are what your purpose is we are his handiwork he has decided what you are who you are and who you're a member of for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to good do good works to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do you can stand God has prepared you in advance to participate in this battle I want you to close your eyes If this morning, firstly, you do not know this Christ I'm talking of, this Christ that has endless grace, this Christ who has 
shown us love that is immeasurable. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to come forward. I want you I want us to pray for you. If you've just heard of him and you've read of him, but you've not known him or experienced him, I want you to come forward. If you are struggling with your purpose, if you're looking at callings and you're desiring that and you forgot what is your foundation, if you do not have the power to experience God's love because you need strength to do that, if you do not have the power to experience God's love, if you do not have the, the uh, courage to, to, to speak of the, the gospel, the, the good news, I want you to come forward. I want you to come forward if the Lord is placing on your heart that you are shying away from the battle. Or if you are battle weary, you've been in the front lines, but you are weary. I want you to come forward. For this very reason, you have come to this hour. For this reason. Thank you, Father God, that you just humble us, Father, with your greatness, Father. Father, that you, Father, that you are so great, Father, and you are so good, Father, that we cannot stand, we cannot even cast our eyes towards you, Father, but we fall on our knees, Father. We cast our crowns, Father, and we, we just sing of your goodness and your holiness, Father. We sing, for you made us. We are your handiwork, Father, and you made us beautiful. Father, I come against anything from this world, Father, whether it be from family or friends or colleagues or, or social media. Father, I come against everything that violates our purpose, Father. Because you decided. You decided, Father, and that's good enough. It's you, and it's only you. Father, we love you, Father. Father, but give us strength to just experience your immeasurable love, Father. More and more, Father, because we are weak vessels, Father. Father, those who are hurting, Father, that are not feeling your love, Father, I ask that you strengthen them, Father. By your spirit, Father, strengthen them, Father, in Jesus' name, Father. Strengthen them, Father, because without that strength, they will not experience your love. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.